Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Waters. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Katie Kalinske, a former manager for the Syracuse basketball team who recently became an assistant for the women's team at LeMoyne College. Kalinske talked about how Nancy Lieberman became a mentor to her, how being a single mom has impacted her on and off the court, and why she wanted the job at LeMoyne. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. And this this guest, this is going to be a pleasure today, I have a feeling, here on the podcast, because I've known this young lady for a very long time, uh, Katie Kalinske. Now of the Lemoyne women's basketball program, recently hired as an assistant coach of the of the Dolphins. Uh, but geez, Katie, I've known you since you were like a freshman or sophomore at at Syracuse and working as a manager on the men's basketball team. Um, you graduated from SU in what was it, twenty sixteen? You stayed uh, as a graduate assistant. Yep, yep. And, I think from, yeah, twenty seventeen, eighteen, maybe sixteen. Yeah, I don't even the years all mesh. <laughs> Katie doesn't remember. I, I have my notes right here, okay. so I, I, I can fill in the gaps. Uh, but no, Katie, I've known you for such a long time and, and followed you as you've, uh, you know, staked out, you know, started out your your coaching career in basketball. There's so many things I want to go over with you, but let's start with the most recent news. Taking the job as an assistant coach at Lemoyne, what what uh, what about that job attracted you to that? Because you had previously been working as an assistant at Lafayette. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing is just Coach Mary's vision, uh, where she sees the program going, being Division One. Uh, Coach Mary is a winner, uh, and, you know, that, that brought me into wanting to work for her, uh, you know, being able to learn from her, come in, be a top assistant. Uh, I think I'll have a lot of growth, you know, doing that. And then, you know, we want to come in and win. And then just being home, I think, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for me. I love the Syracuse area. I'm kind of like Coach Bayheim in that regard. Like, I live here all the time. I don't care about the snow. Uh, and it's just it's been awesome to be home and just around good people, you know, Lemoyne, the community, uh, being around Syracuse people. So I think just it just has a lot to offer. And I, I think it's just the beginning for Lemoyne. And, you know, that's what kind of brought me home. You mentioned Coach Mary. You're, you're referring to Mary Grimes. She's been the women's head coach at Lemoyne for the last two years. Division two NCAA tournament appearances each of her first two years. That's not bad. But now the program is going Division one. I mean, did that make it a little bit more exciting or was that more attractive to you to take a, a LeMoyne job? Like, I'm wondering, would you have taken the job at LeMoyne if they were still in Division Two? 
Well, I think, uh, you know, it might not have been an opportunity if they stay division two, because now that they've added an extra coach, I think, uh, you know, it just kind of made sense right now to do it. Um, I think I just like coaching in general. Uh, so I think Lemoyne had a lot to offer D2 and now, you know, a lot to offer D1. But I think in general, you know, just being able to work for Coach Grimes and the winning that they've done and just being around the good people, being at home, you know, I think it's great going D1, but I, it didn't like that wasn't like my final factor of it, making the decision to do that. Uh, I think, you know, I, coaching is coaching. You know, I know people look at levels and high major, low major, whatever, but we're all doing the same stuff. It's the same daily, you know, work. Uh, you know, we're all recruiting and, you know, even at a, a level like uh, Lemoyne, we might even be doing a little bit more because we got to do, you know, video stuff. We got to do Dobo stuff as, uh, you know, assistant coaches. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we have to do behind the scenes outside of just coaching. So, uh, you know, it, it's all the same, you know, to me. You got your start in college basketball as a manager with the men's basketball team at Syracuse. And then you mm-hmm. spent two years as a graduate assistant, by the way, the first female to hold that position in Syracuse history. So you, you know, you set a you know major historical precedent there, but what's the, what's it like now? Or, or I guess let's start. There's so many questions starting with that. Why have since Syracuse you uh, left the men's game and gone over to women's basketball? Because you were at the uh, University of Buffalo, then Lafayette, and now Lemoyne, all with the women. Yeah, I think it's just opportunity. Uh, you know, Coach Jack gave me an opportunity. She was my first opportunity out of out of college, and you know, her giving me the opportunity. You know, coaching, coaching. If it's men, if it's women. Uh, you know, I've had a few opportunities come up on the men's side. Um, I had another uh, job offer out of out of Syracuse at a, at a prep school, and sometimes if you want to get in the, on the men's side, you might want to start in the prep route, just because you know you're gonna have to have recruits. Um, recruiting is a big part of the men's side, uh, women's too, but the men put a little different onus, I guess, on that on that part of it. Um, and I ended up going with Coach Jack, and then I also had another opportunity when I was working with Coach Jack, uh, like an entry level position in the NBA, and I ended up staying with Coach Jack that year. So. Um, opportunities have come up, but it's just kind of like right time. Uh, I don't know what the future holds. You know, I'm not saying that I won't go back to the men's side, but, you know, I'm going to go where opportunities are. Uh, and, you know, I, coaching uh, women's basketball, it's it's been great. I love it. I love working with females, uh, growing the game. And, you know, I'm just happy to be around the game if it's men's or women's. Is there a difference in coaching uh, men versus women? You know, it's all the same uh, to me. Uh, coaching's coaching. Uh, just like working on the guy's side, like they want to know, women want to know that you care about them. Uh, so I think having that relationship first and then uh, being able to coach them at the level you want to be able to coach them. But to me, it's all the same as basketball, X's and O's. Uh, you know, transition defense is the same men's and women's, you know. Uh, rotations are the same men's and women's. So, you know, the difference is people say, oh, because they can tunk- dunk a basketball a little bit more. So I don't. You know, I don't think it's much of a difference, to be honest. It's both, you know, it's both fun. It's, you know, for me, I just like being around the game. When you were at Syracuse, first as a manager and then as the grad assistant, maybe more so as the grad assistant because you maybe did more with the players. I don't know. You can explain that to me. But how long did it take the guys on the team, the players, to accept you for what you were able to do and what how you were able to coach and help them? You know, it's funny. I, you know, they, I think it's kind of a, I, I think it's just uh, like a misrepresentation of like women coaching men is that, you know, the players will care and they didn't. 
Really? Like, I think really? I think more people have issues with it are other people. Like they just want to get information from whoever they can that they know can do a good job of giving them the information. And if you're gonna work your butt off for them, uh, they love that. Like they'll love you. You know, they just want to be in the gym and they don't care. Uh, and I think they accepted me right from the beginning. And I will say this too: the coaches at Syracuse accepted me from the beginning. Coach okay. Beheim, Coach Red, Coach Hop, Coach GMAC, like they accepted me too. So I think just being around people that are going to be accepting of it, um, you know, I think more coaches, Division One men's college need to be accepting of it because you have two extra coaching spots now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before they said, well, you can't recruit, you got to be able to recruit. You know, what mother wouldn't want to send their son to a female on staff to make sure she's going to take care of her son, you know? And, you know, just having that, I think, is important. And you don't, that extra assistant can't go on the road recruiting. So why not bring in a female that can do just as a good job as a male can and develop the guys and watch film, break down film, and then you can still make recruit calls and, yeah, get the moms on the phone, you know, tell them that you're going to take care of their sons. Um, I, I think more Division One men's basketball coaches should be open to that um, because on the women's side, we have so many men's head coaches, so many men's assistants. Uh, you know, a lot of men are getting jobs over females. So, you know, it should just be about who's best for the job. And I, I think with the new rule, like, I don't think it's changed yet, but I, uh, the rule has changed, but the coaches are not still hiring women. So I think that should start changing because, you know, there's no excuses now. If you can coach, you can coach. We should take a step back here and, and let people know, too, that in high school, at West Genesee High School, just outside of Syracuse, you played basketball. You were a three-year varsity player at West Jenny, right? Oh, can you repeat that last part? Sorry. You played you played on the varsity at, at West Jenny for three years. So you've played. Yeah, as a uh, sophomore. Right. Yeah. Did you have yeah, and any. And then I studied the game. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you no, ahead. you were saying you, you studied the game. Well, I studied the game for seven years at Syracuse, too. So I think, you know, if like you're going to study the game, then you're going to know it, you know. You know, I was going to uh, taking the Lemoyne job. I was wondering if there was another factor there, because you've been very open. You're you're a single mom. You have mm-hmm. a beautiful little daughter who's coming up on her third birthday, I believe. Kaya. Yeah, right? yeah August. Yes, she's almost three. Uh, congratulations there. But you know, you had Kaya on your own uh, when you were at Lafayette. And I wondered if like part of the the attractiveness of coming back to Lemoyne was also a work family balance, because this is where you grew up. You have family here. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think that's important, you know, to have that balance. Um, but I just thought it was, you know, the right time. Uh, obviously, you know, my daughter will be around her family more. And I, I do think that's important. But it wasn't like my deciding factor for everything. Uh, I think, you know, it's just a, kind of an added bonus to have family around to help a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I had a pretty good system going down at Lafayette, I think, of just, you know, help I had there. And, uh, you know, even like Kia, our head coach, her husband would help. Like I had a family uh, coach, MJ, his wife would take her for like road trips and stuff. So like I had a good system going there, but I do think it's like an added bonus to be able to come home just because I do like the Syracuse area. How much has having a daughter and being a single mom impacted you as a coach? Uh, you know, I think it's just made me uh, like change my mindset a little bit more. Um, you know, it's a lot different when, you know, you're trying to put food on the table for your daughter, uh, you know. So I think 
just my mindset has changed a lot because, you know, if I don't have a job or if I'm not doing my job, then, you know, she's not gonna have food on the table and we're not gonna have a roof over our, our heads. So I think like my mindset has definitely changed a little bit. Uh, Cause if you had told me back in uh, college, like, I just want to be the best coach. That's it. You know, and now I just want to be the best mom. And then it's an added bonus to be a good coach. Uh, so I think my mindset changed, but I also think me being a mom, um, kind of opens our players eyes up a little bit. You know, they see you kind of like grinding it out, being a mom, uh, being at practice every day, you know, just kind of like being able to navigate, you know, those two worlds together, you know, cause it's not like we're working a nine to five job. So, you know, it, 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 it was really hard. I will say that, but I think it's just made me a better person, you know, a harder worker. And then you just got to be smarter with your time. You know, I might not have three hours at night, you know, to watch film like I could before. So, you know, I might have to do it when she goes to bed or I might have to wake up a little earlier to get it done or, you know, things like that, because, you know, my daughter doesn't want a mom that's constantly watching film, constantly on the phone. Um, so just being smart with my time of, you know, calling recruits and, you know, things like that, because, you know, I don't want my daughter a couple of years from now being like, well, mom, you're just on the phone all the time. Um, so you just got to have a really good balance. And I, I think it just has helped me, you know, become over like an overall, like better person, too. When you found out you were pregnant, did you worry about how that news was going to be received by your your head coach down there at Lafayette, uh, Kia, Damon Olson, uh, or, or how it might impact your job? Yeah, you know, because it was, it was my first year on staff, and I didn't really know Kia to that level yet, but she was just like, congratulations, you know, and she just took it so well. So, you know, because I think sometimes it could have a negative, you know, persona to it in our in – our, uh, you know, coaching just because people want to hire people that are going to be, you know, committed to the game 24 seven. And just because I'm a, a mom doesn't mean I can't still be committed to the game the way I was before. Uh, and you just got to be able to work for someone who's understanding, like, you know, I might, she might have a sick day, you know, and I got to figure it out. And Kia just from the beginning, like, Hey, I got to take her to the doctor today, or I got to do this or, you know, whatever. I might have to leave a little earlier, you know, today just to go pick her up, but I'll be back at practice, you know? So like, I might have to leave for five minutes to get her from daycare and, you know, she just kind of just brought it on from the beginning and, you know, she didn't really, she didn't blink an eye. And I think that's really important is to have more people in our business that are going to support moms, especially single moms, just so we can stay in the business. Um, Cause I wouldn't still be in the business if it wasn't for, you know, coach Kia. So. Really? You, you, you giving her the credit there, like for. Yeah. Because it, it's so like, people don't really realize how hard it is one to be a coach and then, uh, you know, obviously to be a mom and then, you know, do most of it on my own out in Pennsylvania, I think uh, it was hard, you know, and if I didn't have someone that was understanding of what I was going through, um, I don't think it would have worked, uh, you know, and I might not have been in the business anymore. So I think like just how her attitude was towards it and how she just helped me and she just was understanding and, you know, I still did my job, but it wasn't I didn't always have easy days, you know, so, you know, just figuring out road trips like I could tell her that day, like, Hey, Kia, uh, Kaya's coming on the road trip with us. She wouldn't bat an eye. Okay, bring her on the bus, you know? Or, hey, I, you know, Kaya's really sick today. I might have to bring her to practice. Okay. Uh, you know, because, like, we, we're in a Patriot League school, so it's high academic. So we would practice 4 to 6 or 6 to 8. So that means, like, most days we weren't getting home till 8.30 or, you know, 7. So, you know, kind of like how Syracuse practices at 4. So, you know, that means every single day her daycare closed at 5. I had to pick her up, get her dinner, and still be at practice, still watch film with our kids you know, still present a scout. So, you know, she, she was just really understanding about how I had to navigate my, like every single day. And you did it. Yeah, I did. You know, sometimes I reflect like, you know what? I did it. 
Uh, so, you know, sometimes you got to give yourself, you know, your own flowers because, you know, it wasn't easy, but um, it was definitely worth it. You know, I got to think that taking your daughter on a recruiting trip is probably kind of an unfair advantage. <laughs> it, it is hard to say no to her. Uh, you know, she's too cute. Uh, but we like when I tell you we would go I would go on a recruiting trip out to like Massachusetts, like five hours away from Easton. She would ride out there with me, didn't cry one time in the car, did not care. Uh, you know, we would have to like go to a 6 a.m. open gym and then we'd have maybe like a 12 o'clock open gym and then you'd have to sneak in a nap for her. And then you might do like an eight o'clock open gym at night. And then, you know, because you're trying to get all these schools in at once. And then you got like the five hour ride home after all that all day. And she's just like, you know, the happiest kid ever, you know. So, you know, being able to navigate stuff like that with, you know, Kaya, who, you know, a normal kid would just be crying and mad at the world but she just was so happy just to be there and uh having a personality like hers helps me definitely you're taking me on that kind of trip i would have been crying and mad that's what i mean you know like that's how that's how it is though you know you might go to like five or six gyms in three days and you know in between you know she has her naps and stuff and you gotta make sure she's fed and uh you know it definitely like i said it was definitely a challenge but uh she made it easy though so can she go to her left yet? <laughs> you know what? We're working on the dribbling. Uh, she's starting to kind of, you know, dribble a little bit, but we're, we got to work. She might be a lefty. She's been playing baseball lefty. Uh, she was playing the guitar the other day lefty. So it's to be determined if she's going to be a lefty or a righty. So it might be, can she go right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll find out, I guess. Um, your parents must be thrilled. Uh, to have you and their granddaughter back in town. They are ecstatic. Uh, Kyle loves them so much. And, you know, they helped out when they could. When I was in PA, they would come up, help with trips. Uh, my dad would drive, pick her up, you know, do things that he needed to do to help me. But being here, you know, my dad will say it. Like, I, he's like, I'm so glad I don't have to make that trip out to Easton again, you know, just because we're here now. Uh, so we're not driving three hours back and forth. And, you know, I was coming out, like, in Syracuse probably – like two weekends a month uh bringing my daughter out here so i think just being here you know i think it'll be helpful uh just for kaya and me you know at least for the time being to you know be back in syracuse and be around my family and like they're they're just so happy like my dad's already talking about bringing her to all the games and you know like my mom you know she she helps me watch her all the time and you know i think it's just been really good how good can lemoyne women be as you make the jump to division one, you know, I think time will tell, but I, I can only guarantee this. Like we're going to work as hard as we can to bring in the right kids, uh, bring in high character kids that, you know, are going to be winners. And, you know, like I said, they won Lemoyne won last year. So, you know, it's no doubt in my mind that coach Mary can get them into contenders in the NEC very soon and very early. And uh, we're going to try to do what we can to, you know, win our conference in as many games as we can. Um, you know, I, I know it's going to be a tough non-conference slate to start, uh, but, you know, it really is just going to get us ready for the conference. Uh, so we're hoping that it's going to challenge us and get us ready for our conference games. I mean, you've got Division One experience on staff. I mean, you you worked at SU. You worked at Buffalo, Lafayette for four years. You mentioned Mary Grimes. She's a Siena grad. You know, she's worked at Xavier and at Syracuse herself. Yes. Yeah. So you guys are going to be familiar with the division one aspect, right? Oh yeah. Like I'm, 
we're not worried about that part at all. Uh, it's more so, you know, just right away coming in and doing what we can. And uh, like I said, Coach Grimes is a winner. She's been a winner. Uh, so we're not really worried about that. And our other assistant coach, Joe, she played at Lemoyne. So she like she loves Lemoyne so much. So even having recruits come on campus, like, you know, just the love she shows and how much she loves Lemoyne. Like, I think all of us together, I think, you know, I think it's going to be really good. What's the biggest difference between a Division Two and Division One? It's not as much as people think. Uh, now we can just offer more full scholarships and things like that. So, you know, that might be a little bit more enticing. But, you know, there's a lot of D2s that beat D1s. So I think – I actually think, too, like, Coach Mary recruited talent. She didn't recruit level. Uh, so I think when people see us play this year, I think they're going to see uh, a lot of talented players out here for LeMoyne for us. All right, here we go. Mentors. Give me, like, <laughs> one – one male mentor and one female. Uh, for a male mentor, um, I, I think I got to go Coach Hop. Uh, he really, you know, took me under his wing, as people know, when I was at Syracuse. Uh, he still helps me out, uh, you know, to this day, even though he's out at Washington. He still, you know, calls me, you know, checks in on me. Um, I think I learned a lot from him at Syracuse just because, like, whatever he knew, he wanted me to know, and he wanted to make sure I knew what he knew. So, you know, I think that went a long way with me, uh, you know, just even to this day as being a mentor. Um, and then I would say a female mentor uh, would probably be uh, Nancy Lieberman. Just, uh, you know, she's taken me under her wing, too. She's helped me as much as she can help me. And, you know, she's just been a friend. And I think that's really important. I hop. I understand. Nancy Lieberman, you're going to have to tell me more about this. How did you meet her? And uh, where is that? Where did that relationship start? Because she's a uh, I know. It's kind of uh, just when I was at Syracuse, um, she was actually out working Coach uh, Gerg's camp, um, and Ryan Kabilis was there. And he said, hey, you know, Nancy was working this camp. And she wasn't the assistant coach with the Kings yet. Um, this was right before she became the Kings assistant coach. And he said, you know, I got her email. I think you should reach out to her and just say hello. Um, so I can, you know, give credit to Ryan Kabilis, the strength coach at Syracuse now. Um, and so I reached out to her and she gave me her number and then Brandon Steiner, another Syracuse alum, uh, you know, he got a dinner set up. We went out to Brooklyn and we watched the Nets play when she was, uh, coaching the Kings as an assistant coach. So we got to watch her go to dinner, uh, the night before and everything. And then when Syracuse had played in New York city, her son TJ was playing for Richmond and we ended up staying at the same hotel. So I ran into her, we worked out together. Uh, I went at, like worked out at her or worked her camp one summer, stayed at her house. So, you know, I think through just time, it was just weird how your past just like keep crossing. And then like every year at the final four, she'll get me tickets to the game. Like we're up close. Like she had me uh, at the final four women's final four in a van going to the games with like all the legends of the game, like Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Miller and Myers. Like and I'm sitting in this van and I'm like, I do not belong here, <laughs> you know, but you know, just stuff like that. It's just so cool for me uh, to be able to experience it. And I'm really lucky to have someone like Nancy who, you know, allows me to experience that stuff. That's amazing. So long story short. No, that's amazing. You stayed at Nancy Lieberman's house? <laughs> yeah. So she let me stay out there during the camp uh, and everything. Like she has like a pool in the backyard, a uh, really nice house, uh, really cool memorabilia in her house, like Kobe stuff, everything like um, it, it was a really cool experience and she's just like a normal person, uh, you know, on her day to day. And it, it was, it was a great experience just learning from her. She has some Kobe stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, because I think Kobe was like a close friend of hers too, and uh, you know, people like that. All right. Well, then we have to now go back to your daughter, Kaya. Her middle name is Bean, and that's because that's an ode to Kobe, Kobe Bean Bryant, right? Yeah. So I grew up like the biggest Kobe fan, like going to his games, like watching all his videos, and like I just fell in love with how he prepared and how he competed. And if I had a boy, I was going to name him Kobe, you know, but obviously having a girl, I'm not going to name her Kobe. Uh, I just didn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't the be- a preference for me. Um, so someone said to me, well, why don't you name her Bean as a middle name? You know? So I was like, you know what? Like, I really like that. Like Kaya Bean. And it kind of flowed. And uh, so, yeah, it ended up being Kaya Bean after Kobe. That's pretty cool. In a way, it sounds almost like a kid's, like a nickname you give a kid. But it's his, her actual middle name, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I call her Beanie all the time. So <laughs> there you go. Does she have a Lemoyne onesie yet? Or wait, wait, she's on the three. She doesn't need a onesie anymore. Do we have t-shirts? Uh, I'm working on getting her a t-shirt. I gotta, I gotta stop by the bookstore. Uh, I'm I definitely in the. You know, she's gonna have to wear it to the games. I gotta find actually like a a jersey for her to wear. I think that would be even better for the games. Absolutely, yeah. Bean on the back. <laughs> you, yes exactly with 24 <laughs> she won't have to go on any more recruiting road trips i would imagine not with mom and dad around you know what i'm not saying no you know because i honestly i just like uh traveling with her and she i think she enjoys coming with me so sometimes like we might go two hours like i know we want to really recruit you know the throughway, you know beyond like buffalo rochester binghamton area you know we want to keep kids local if we can um, especially the talent we have around here. So, you know, I might have some closer trips that, you know, she's definitely going to come out recruiting. Uh, she went recruiting with me a couple weekends ago out to Spooky Nook, and then we went out to Atlantic City. So she she's all for the road trips. She's a secret weapon. She really is, isn't she? Yeah, you know, I told you, recruits can't tell her no. So, you know, it's, it makes sense to bring her. <laughs> <laughs> is your future in women's basketball or do you think you would could ever go go back to the men's game you know i'm keeping all options open obviously i'm just getting to lemoyne and i really want to build up you know lemoyne as much as i can but you know i'm keeping all options open for the future uh, i love working with men i love coaching men's basketball uh you know i do miss it a little bit uh so you know i'm definitely keeping all options open what i've learned in this business is you just never know what opportunities could come your way if you just keep an open mind so uh, the biggest thing is just put my head down, keep working, you know, work on myself, you know, make sure I can be the best coach I can be, the best mom. And then, you know, you don't know what the future is going to hold. You know, there's plenty, even schools in this area. So I think right now it's just build up Lemoyne and, you know, you can't, you can't, you don't know what the future holds. So I'm just, I'm keeping options open and uh, whatever comes my way, comes my way in the future. But, you know, we got some championships to win right now at Lemoyne. So. Well, from Syracuse to Buffalo, then Lafayette, now back to Lemoyne. I, Katie, I'm just uh, I'm excited to see what your future does hold because it's been an amazing career already to this point. Uh, congratulations on the new job at Lemoyne, and good luck to you and the and the Dolphins this coming season. Thank you, Mike. And you know, I want to say too, just like from like the Post Standard and you know Syracuse.com and all that. Uh, you know, you guys have just been amazing, uh, just helping me through my journey. And, you know, I, I'm very thankful for all of you guys there, um, every single one of you guys, because you, you guys have really been amazing. Um, and I really do appreciate that a lot. 
Well, I should admit that I leaned heavily on a feature that my colleague Chris Carlson wrote about you about two years ago. So, uh, yeah, if you, uh, it was a great story. Uh, it's uh, Your story just continues to be amazing. Uh, again, thank you uh, for joining us here on the podcast, and good luck to you and the Dolphins next season. I want to thank Katie for joining me on the podcast today, and thanks to you out there as well for listening in. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and follow all of our complete coverage of Syracuse basketball on Syracuse.com. Until next time on the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, I'm Mike Waters.